Let's talk about sex parties. Let's talk about everybody. Let's talk about all the good things and the bad things that can happen. Let's talk about sex. Let's talk about the party. <laughs> so I have been to a few sex parties in my time, being being at the ripe age of 29. A few years ago, I was uh, I was an avid goer of sex parties and they weren't even called sex parties. The ones that I went to were, were more sophisticated. <laughs> they were they were called cuddle parties, um, snuggle parties, play parties, play parties just for girls, play parties for girls and boys, <laughs> um, all kinds of things. And they were all really fun. They were all very fun and unique in their own way. Um, there was a community of people that really got to know each other and there was new people that would come through It was really exciting and that's actually where I met my wonderful amazing partner Zach we met at a I believe it was called a cuddle party because I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you the difference between what a cuddle party and a snuggle party is in a minute I met him at a cuddle party which means it's not a sex party. It means you can cuddle. <laughs> surprise, surprise. You can cuddle and you can um, you can kiss, like like kissing. You cannot get fully nude. You can take your top off. You can be in your underwear, uh, but no genital 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 touching. No, you know, orgasm juices flying everywhere. No sex. No intercourse. Um, yeah. So it's it's pretty regulated at a cuddle party. Which at the time I liked that because it was it felt like a safer environment for me to be in. It wasn't there wasn't all of these expectations and oh gosh I should do this and stuff. The really great thing about the community that I was a part of was that there that all of these gatherings, no matter what type of sex party intimacy party that they were having, it was all strongly based on communication, which was amazing for me because that was one thing that I was not good at in the past was communicating. I was very shy, very quiet, and didn't want to communicate, didn't know how to, thought it was weird, thought I sounded weird, and all this stuff. Ideas I had about myself. So the cool thing about these gatherings were, were the foundation of it was communication. So before the, the party even started, we got into a big circle with everyone there. And we talked about the, the rules of the party. We, we talked about communicating. We played little exercising games together to get started. And then you disperse and you go meet people at the party. But it was, it was wonderful to have an opening circle where you, where you practice communicating. You practice boundaries. So the instructor would, or the facilitator, would teach us all about yeses and noes. Like, don't be afraid to say yes. Don't be afraid to say no. Let's all practice this right now. So we would team up in little pairs in the opening circle. We would practice saying no, yes. It was really amazing. It was, it was not just a sex party, you know. It was, it was an educational experience. And it was a really beautiful way to connect with other people. For singles, there was couples there, you know. It, it wasn't just for one type of person. There was younger people, there were older people my age you know so it was very diverse and I love that I got to learn a lot through these gatherings and I know a lot of people think oh sex party is for swingers not the ones that I was at <laughs> those weren't for swingers these are like new age 
like 21st century sex parties the ones that I was going to like in California you know like it was not what you you might have in your head about what a sex party is it really wasn't um it was definitely very very open-minded you know very you never felt I never felt pressured into doing anything I didn't want to do it was super safe the 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 facilitator is a female, you know, and she had a husband, like, it was super easy. Anyways, so I met my partner there, I met my partner at the cuddle party, and I mean, that just explains it right there. I had spent so many years of my life trying to find this dream guy, this relationship that I had always envisioned, and little did I know that I was going to meet him at a, you know, a, basically a sex party. Like, I did not know that. I used to think I had to go out to the bars. I had to go. <laughs> I had to go to all these crazy places to meet this guy. And I never did. I never met, I never met that guy there. I always, I always felt frustrated after I got home on the weekend from the bar when I was teenager and in my 20 early 20s I was like oh I thought I was gonna like have all of these amazing experiences and meet this fantasy guy and it was just like no I just came home and I was uh, waved I drank way too much I um was home alone or even if I didn't come home alone I went home with some guy that was smelled like rotten beer and <laughs> I'm <laughs> I'm frustrated because uh, then I end up doing things with him that I didn't want to do and I felt pressure or whatever. I have all these crazy things, you know, and that was, it just wasn't a good, good time. And here at the, at the freaking cuddle party, there's no alcohol, no alcohol. You have like gluten-free vegan appetizers and like <laughs> kombucha, <laughs> like there's no alcohol. There's no, there's no drugs, no alcohol. Like you are there completely authentically vulnerably awkwardly yourself you are there at this gathering like and it's awesome because everyone's there like that nobody feels pressure to have to have a drink of alcohol because nobody else is so it's like we can all be a little awkward together and we can all get the frick over it so I did yeah and I I got over my awkwardness at these parties I would go up to people. I went up to my partner. I went up to him and we, you know, we, we, we hit it off. He was super shy and nervous and, um, <laughs> but it, it was, it was really wonderful. I met, a, I met a few people that night, actually, the same night that I met my partner and, excuse me, <laughs> and it was really, it went really great. I learned a lot. Like I said, I got to practice. I got to practice my communication skills. Um, I got to feel a little awkward, you know. But I learned. And amazing. I found my partner. Like, we are together today. Our relationship is so awesome and amazing. We resonate with each other on so many levels. And that was, like, like I said, that was something that was so hard for me to find before. I could not find that. And then as soon as I started embracing my sexuality, what I wanted, just getting more in touch with my body and stop and stopped being so shy and timid around that. That's when I started meeting the right kind of people. 
I started resonating with people that were also like that, were also like me. And I stopped feeling so weird about myself. I stopped feeling, because when I would go to the bars before, I always felt really awkward. I always felt like everyone's really different than me. They don't, they don't get it. They don't understand. I never could find people that were like, you know, super weird and out of, think outside of the box like me. You know, I, I'm all like polyamory. Like I want many loves. I want all this stuff. And I'll go to the bar and, uh, hey, is anyone out there? It'd be like my voice would be echoing into nothingness. And um, that was, that was always that was always sad and I always felt lonely um so finally I go to a cuddle party and I meet all these amazing people and and those are the people that got me started on my whole journey of who I am today all the things that I know today like they the girls a lot of the girls that I met at these cuddle parties they were they're like yoga instructors but they're also strippers at the local strip club like they're into magic and spirituality but they're also into like being sexy like that was that was mind-blowing for me I didn't know that there was such people out there like that but there were and I'm like oh hell yeah you know that's when I started working at the strip club and like there were, we had a whole little posse going on at the strip club and it was so much fun because it was like we were we were all friends we all knew each other outside of the strip club and then and then we would go to strip club we would make money like it was it was the start of me becoming sexually empowered in myself. I got up there on stage. I learned about my, my body, how to move my body, you know, how to just let go and stop just trying to be a certain way, you know, just really be the most authentic version of myself I can be. So I learned all that just by going to these gatherings and these events. And I know not everyone has this amazing privilege to go to events like these you know maybe maybe you don't live in an area where they do things like this and you're like you're kind of envious you're like oh man I wish I could um I wish I I lived in a place that that had cuddle parties and snuggle parties and events focused on communication um but you know don't feel don't feel bad don't don't let that get you down because there's a lot of things I'm going to tell you this is like there's a lot of things in my life that I feel sad about because I'm like oh that person you know has the privilege of doing that and I feel like because of the way I grew up I don't have that same privilege but you know what that's not true because we all are on our own journey in life and everyone's is different. The way that we started on our journey, the experiences that we have on our journey, they're all different, you know? So I always try to remind myself not to compare, not to compare myself to someone else's life because the way that my life is going is going to be different than other people and the way that yours is going is going to be different from mine. So if anything, we can just inspire each other to, you know, keep going out there into the world having new experiences, meeting new people, traveling, whatever you need to do to get to where you want to be and just like keep going. Anyway, so I want to talk more about the, I want to talk more about the sex parties because that's the, that's the topic of this one, the main topic. Um, so at the sex parties, there was various different ones that I went to. So I met my partner at the cuddle party, but I also, um, I also, what was I going to say? 
I'm also driving right now, so I'm multitasking. <laughs> I also went to the more, you know, straight up sex parties. They're called play parties, and um, that's where people can have sex. They can they can do BDSM, vlogging, BDSM, all kinds of different fetishes. You know, people just having sex like in the middle of the room, and you're there. You're just experiencing this this energy of sex and sexiness and fun and play and like you're just opening up you're, you're having an amazing body experience and you're able to witness everyone else doing that too I loved it and the good things that I loved about it were, were that um, like I said I learned and I got to I got to see things that I, I felt very ashamed to see before, like, you know, when I, when I was younger, I was not educated on sex or anything sex related. It was very shamed or like just not spoken about. So basically it was, it was, it was shameful and I didn't have any resources to feel comfortable in sharing things. I didn't feel comfortable doing that with my family because they never talked about it. So that's what really what I gained from going to these events and the downside is what I noticed from a lot of these events is and what I've heard through through men that I know is like that have gone to these sex parties and cuddle parties and things is that sometimes girls women now thankfully I've never personally been sexually abused I have not been sexually abused, so I'm very thankful for that. There are women that go to these events that have, and um, they leave more traumatized than when they came in. Unfortunately, that happens a lot at these events, and what I would what I would say is important to change in order for that not to happen anymore is that the that the hosts the people that are creating these events have to go through a more rigorous process in screening people that are coming to the event like interviewing them really interviewing them and getting to know this person that wants to come to this event because this event can be very intense for for people who are not yet prepared or ready for something like this it can get really intense and if if you're someone that has been abused or, or sexually abused or, or raped and has not yet received proper therapy um, to heal that, to, to come to terms with that, um, and then you go to something like a sex party before you get the proper therapy that you need, you know, that's not a good idea. I just don't think it's a good idea because I've seen it over and over again from numerous different people, women that have gone to events and then what happens is they have an interaction with a man and, and they get flashbacks of, of what happened to them when they were abused and then they they unconsciously think that that man at the sex party was abusing them when a lot of times I'm not saying that it's not true for some women maybe some women did really get abused and hurt at a sex party but a lot of these women, I know, I know the men.
it wasn't it wasn't abuse but this person this, this woman interpreted it as being abused because she is still very much very much attached to that trauma that she had and she had not yet learned how to heal that in herself and and so so the the story the experience comes back up again and I'm going to tell you that it's not a good spot for it to come up at, at a sex party for, for something like that because you don't know. The people at the sex party aren't expecting to help other people, you know, therapeutically, like in a therapy session. They're just expecting people to come there and, and pretty much, in general, like kind of have a general understanding of what's going to go on. I also believe that, so this is nobody's fault. This is just the experiences that I've heard about, that I've seen and witnessed. And also, it's it's the host, the facilitator's responsibility, like I said, to screen, to interview everyone that's coming, men, women. Make sure you know their history, their past. And if they have experienced sexual abuse, how have they, what have they done to work on there what have they done to work on on that is this the very next question they should be asking before they allow this person to come to the event because you know that that could be a very likely a recipe for disaster and then it could set a whole it could set a really bad name for your event because now this person is going to go around saying like they got sexually abused at your party so it's like you know and that could not that all not all the time all the time is that true sometimes it may be but not all the time is that true so it's really important for hosts and facilitators that want to have events like this to make sure that you are being extra extra responsible with the amount of power that you have because sexual energy is very very powerful and if it's not used correctly and wisely and with responsibility and understanding, it can very well be abused and it can lead to some really messy situations that you probably don't want to be in and you don't want anyone else to be in. So for the sake of yourself, your own reputation, and for the sake of the attendees, the people coming to your event, for the sake of both of you, be extra responsible. Interview. Interview. Screen. Like, make sure everyone that's coming to the party is is a safe person to come to this party. Get their ID. You know, before you allow them to even buy a ticket, I know it can be hard because a lot of people, I know that there's some hosts and facilitators out there that will have gatherings mainly to make a profit off of the tickets. But these kind of events are really not should be not focused on profit because they they can be a very sensitive environment and you have to you have to be connected to people's heart for for this thing to go well you got to you got to know like these people are humans you know they're going to have real emotions real feelings and they might have them at my party at this gathering so what am i going to do to make sure that this goes well so that there's proper resources and support for them. You know, if, if at your party you want to have a little section where if someone feels emotional, if they start crying, 
they can have someone come over there and, and help them, you know? And if it's not that kind of party, you want to make sure you disclose that information before someone buys a ticket. Like, hey, you know, there's not going to be any emotional support at this party. If you have something come up for you, that's your problem. Like, if that's the kind of party you're having, the, the kind of sex party you're having, you want to disclose that before the person buys a ticket. Like, in big, red, flashy colors, before they get the ticket. Like, by the way, like, this is a, an event... XYZ, like this is what this is going to be about, you know, before they come and then realize it's not what they thought it was going to be. And now they're going to be talking smack about your event all over the internet, and your event's not going to be happening for much longer if that is the case. <laughs> so, for the hostess, that's important. For the people going, especially women, especially women, to don't push yourself too hard. Find something like a cuddle party. Find something that's easy and simple. Like, it's not something that is going to take much energy out of you. Like, you're pretty comfortable with it. And you got to look at your own history. Like, have you been sexually abused? Have you been hurt? And, and you have not worked thoroughly on healing that in yourself. You've not worked on getting proper therapy and practice in... in in releasing that pain, that trauma from your body, I would recommend not going to most sex parties. Unless it's a sex party where you know the facilitator, you know the host, you know them very well, you feel very safe with them, and you know that the focus of their event is, is about communication, it's about support, it's about boundaries and all those things. You gotta look very deeply into all these things because if it's not, it's not a good place for you to go. And I wouldn't recommend you going. You know, you got to have a really strong shell at just any regular sex party, like the old school, old fashioned kind of sex parties. Like, yeah, you gotta, you gotta be like, you gotta be like rough and tough. Like you're getting drafted into the military. <laughs> you don't care. You're like, yeah, I realize that I might, you know, not come back alive, you know, not come back in quotes the same person and you got to be okay with that if you're not okay with that don't go also by the way I believe you know my values believe that every sex party should be focused on communication on boundaries there should always be an opening circle I don't give a crap what kind of sex party it is cuddle snuggle sex you know anal party like anything <laughs> always started with an opening circle always always screen everyone that's coming always interview everyone that's coming make sure you know everyone that's coming you know what you're getting yourself into always have people there who are ready to provide immediate support for anyone who's having a hard time that's just responsible and and for anyone that's going to have like a sex party without doing that I just don't think that's smart I think those kind of people need to be educated on how to do things correctly. So we gotta we gotta upgrade, upgrade because the world keeps growing and evolving, and like we have to evolve and update ourselves with it and the things that we do. You know, there's a lot of people out there that ha are openly 
now openly talking about how they've been raped and hurt. So we have to keep up with the times. Me Too movement. It's very clear that there are lots of people that are, are, are wanting to share their stories and experiences and they want to bring justice to the people to to the people that have been hurt if it was themselves or someone else but we don't want these things to be happening in the way that they have been happening they've been being swept under the rug and when things get swept under the rug for too long it turns into nasty dust mites and dust balls and like you start sneezing and, and things get gross so in our world today, things aren't being swept under the rug anymore, especially with the internet. It's not being swept. So if, if you want to have some sort of event, if you want to have a gathering, if you, if you want to do anything that involves large numbers of people, well, you got to like know what is, what is going on in the world today. With the internet, with all of the new ways that we can communicate with each other, the blogs, the platforms, social media we just have to know that it's not um it is not something that we should be taking lightly especially when it has to do with sex anything sex related even if it's cuddling that's still that still can be sexual so hugging cuddling anything that involves human to human touch <laughs> that's my speech for today, my car ride speech. I hope you enjoyed that, and I hope you learned something new about uh, about sex parties and maybe things to look out for, based off of my experience. I've had fun. I've had sex at sex parties. I've played with women, with my friends, with my girlfriends, with my with boys, with men. Like I've done all kinds of fun stuff, and it was edgy. It was edgy. It was exciting because it was new. And I'd totally do it again with the right people and in the right kind of environment. Absolutely. Side note, before I end this podcast, I want to go back and mention something that I said, which was making a profit. So for anyone who's thinking about hosting or facilitating a sex party or anything in that nature that what I meant by not making a profit was not that you shouldn't charge a ticket an entry price for the gathering for like all the the food the snacks the the event space the spotters which are people that are there to provide support emotional support for anyone who's having a hard time um you go you want to you want to pay for those people because if you don't pay for that, then it's not going to be a quality experience. And, and you're, you're also going to get people trying to come to your party that aren't committed to that experience. Um, so yes, it is important to charge a really good entry fee for this gathering, you know, like minimum $200 a ticket. Not to, I mean, that's just an example, but it depends on how much you're trying to, to pay and disperse the, the, um, the ticket prices, the money off to the people that you're hiring to help you put this event on. You, you don't want to just do it yourself and you don't want the event to be free or super cheap because you're going to attract those kind of people. So 
Yes, charge a price. Yes, make it a, a large enough price to where you can pay professionals, professional teachers and facilitators and therapists to be there to provide support to the to the students or to the people that are attending the events. Um, but the profit part that I mentioned is like you're not making a profit. Like you're not making a bunch of money off this because what I tend to see is like if, if it becomes about making a ton of money off of it, the quality of the event starts to go down because it starts to be focused on something that it shouldn't necessarily be focused on. The money is just to hire and outsource. Outsource the people that you need to help you put on the event and help you get the kind of attendees and students that you want to come to the event. So that's it. Don't be afraid of charging a, a good price because when when there's a high ticket price, that means when I see that, personally when I see a high ticket price, I'm like, oh, that's gonna be a quality event. That's gonna be a good event. And I wanna go to that because if they're charging that much, you know, they're probably really putting a lot of time and energy in, into making it really nice for me. The environment's gonna be really great. It's gonna be at a really great venue. They're gonna have like the kind of foods that I want, snacks, like the people there are gonna be great. <clears throat> So it gives off a good message as well. So I didn't mean to say profit as in you shouldn't be charging for the event because that's not true. <laughs> do, do charge for the event. And make sure you hire some awesome people to help you put it on too. Some great, amazing leaders. There's so many out there that would probably love to do an event with you like that. Anyways, thank you. Let's stay connected on here, on Instagram, Legendary Lady. I'm so excited to continue putting out more content, connecting with more of you, getting to know you. I'd love to even, if you have a story about sexual empowerment, I would love to have you on my podcast. Reach out to me. Don't be scared.